Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, October 20th. This date in 1973 became known as the Saturday Night Massacre, even though there was no literal bloodshed. It was on that date that special Watergate prosecutor Archibald Cox was dismissed, and Attorney General Elliot Richardson and Deputy Attorney General William Ruckelshaus resigned. Less than a year later, President Richard Nixon would resign from the presidency over the scandal. Also in 1973, a new TV series featuring Lee Majors as an astronaut with superhuman powers premiered. It was The Six Million Dollar Man. For your morning trivia, on this date in 1977, tragedy in Mississippi. Members of a well-known band died in a plane crash, including the band's lead singer. Can you name that band? I'll have the answer coming up. But first, it's time to check in on the first alert forecast. And good Friday morning to you. We are starting out dry this morning. We'll get the bulk of the sunshine early today. Clouds fill in this afternoon ahead of a cold front that will produce at least one, if not a couple lines of some showers and thunderstorms that will move through the area. And those storms could quickly produce some heavy rain and some gusty winds. Temperatures will top out today in the mid to upper 70s. We'll be breezy as that cold front swings through here this evening. Now, once that front is through by mid to late evening, we'll start to see that rain chance fade away. And then we're on to beautiful weather for the weekend. So for Saturday, 75 degrees with sunny skies will be mostly sunny on Sunday. High temperature around 76. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Now, from the Low Country's news leader, This is Live 5 News. We want to begin this morning with Charleston County Schools, where air quality concerns at Whitesides Elementary in Mount Pleasant are causing some students to learn from home for the second day in a row. School officials say after seeing high CO2 levels and several medical emergencies, they're working to make sure the school is safe for children to return. Our Molly McBride breaks down the timeline of what's happened so far and what one parent has to say. The first medical emergency happened on September 29th, but district officials say there was no reason to connect it to any CO2 concerns at that time. Then last week, after, quote, concerns were brought to the Whiteside's principal, school officials conducted carbon dioxide readings, which showed higher than normal levels of carbon dioxide in certain areas of the school. Monday, school officials found that the HVAC system showed that the units that introduced outside air into the building were not fully functioning, which could allow carbon dioxide levels to be higher than normal. And then Wednesday, that second medical emergency occurred. At that point, district officials say they made the switch to e-learning and one Whitesides parent I spoke to worries just how long this will last. Are we looking at e-learning from now till Christmas? Are we looking at you know a couple of days or we don't know we don't know what's going to happen. District officials say repairs have been done on the units and parts have been ordered to get them all functioning at 100% capacity. They say they'll also be installing carbon dioxide monitoring devices throughout the entire school. Reporting in Mount Pleasant, I'm Molly McBride. Charleston County school officials are giving updates on the plans for the Lambs Elementary School campus. Two meetings were held yesterday evening to discuss the latest details. Lambs Elementary is within three miles of Hunley Park and WB Goodwin Elementary Schools along Dorchester Road. Back in 2019, CCSD voted to combine the schools. And last month, the district held public meetings to get feedback on what exactly that would look like. 
Last night, officials said the estimated completion date is <clears throat> excuse me, being moved back from August of 2026 to August of 2027. While they finalize, the, finalize those plans, you can read more about the consolidation of these schools on Live5News.com under the Big Red Box. A local developer is looking to build a boutique hotel after winning a lawsuit against the town of Mount Pleasant. CKC Properties is trying to begin construction, but it's been put on hold while the town appeals the decision. The original lawsuit says CKC met all of the requirements for approval, but the town created some new rules behind the scenes to slow the developer's progress. While CKC Properties says it's disappointed by the entire process, the town of Mount Pleasant declined to comment on an ongoing lawsuit. They wait till the last second of the approval process to try to kneecap the project from unethical and illegal means and it results in huge settlements and and the project inevitably going through. So I think they, they, there's got to be a new regime that, that's honest and, and if they want to be anti-development that goes about it the right way and, and stops wasting taxpayer dollars on, on what they see as a political gain for themselves. CKC Properties is also asking the town to pay damages and its legal fees of more than $100,000. A court will look into these filings in the next few months. The Charleston Housing Authority is set to testify about the reported rats, black mold, and other poor living conditions in the Gadsden Green community. The Charleston County Legislative Delegation's Workforce and Affordable Housing Committee called on the Housing Authority to speak at a meeting this upcoming Monday. It'll take place at the North Charleston City Hall at 2 p.m. The public is invited to attend. The meeting's agenda shows Housing Authority President Arthur Milligan will have a presentation. The Housing Authority has not yet responded to our request for comment on the matter. Residents seeing significant flooding in some Dorchester County neighborhoods may soon get some relief. The county and the Army Corps of Engineers are partnering to study how to reduce flood damage in neighborhoods along Eagle and Chandler Creeks. Officials say they know flooding is a known problem, and in order to find solutions, the study will cost $1.2 million. This week, the council approved just under half that amount to move forward with its part of the project. The study is expected to take about a year and a half once all of the paperwork is finalized. National Teen Driver Safety Week and several organizations say everyone plays a role in making sure teens stay safe behind the wheel. And our Destiny Kennedy is live in Charleston to share the two organizations' plans to enforce those safe driving practices to help teens stay accident-free. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Katie and Shelby. Students Against Destructive Decisions and the Auto Club Group in the Carolinas are both organizations that empower and mobilize the youth and adults to engage in safe driving and aim to prevent accidents. I spoke with Tiffany Wright, the Director of Public Affairs for AAA Carolinas, and Wright says this is an excellent time to remind teen drivers to be extra vigilant and learn how to be defensive drivers by not participating in destructive behavior behind the wheel. Wright says actions like this being on your cell phone, grooming, eating, and being distracted by other drivers can have dire consequences. For National Teen Driving Safety Week this year, Students Against Destructive Decisions of SAD have created a video diary titled, What I Wish I Would Have Known. This diary is a compilation of experienced drivers from across the nation describing what they wish they would have known as younger drivers. 
Wright says the organization believes that parents are still a big piece of the puzzle and they should constantly exhibit positive driving behavior behind the wheel. I don't know how long we're going to see this continue to be an epidemic because that's exactly what it is. Um, I just think that, you know, we have to continue to fight the fight every day. We have to continue to get the messaging out there, whether it's summits, whether it's doing messaging on social media. All of these things, you know, are just a small piece of the puzzle, but it all starts with you. It all starts with yourself. It starts with yourself as a parent. It starts with yourself as a teen. Wright also says the number one thing teens can do when they get behind the wheel is to buckle up, stay alert, and to make sure they're following traffic laws, as well as not being distracted while driving. Reporting live in Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. Let's head to the campaign trail. Fresh off a visit at Winthrop University up in Rock Hill, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is making a stop right here in the Lowcountry. Yeah, it's all part of his Never Back Down bus tour. DeSantis will attend a meet and greet at 9 a.m. at Saltwater Cowboys in Mount Pleasant. He's also holding a Veterans Town Hall ahead of a rally in Merle's Inlet this afternoon. And lastly, before moving on to Iowa, DeSantis will speak at a campaign event in Merle Beach at 2.30. That event will be at the venue Ground Zero. Prior to DeSantis' town hall at Winthrop University, students and local leaders protested his past comments on critical race theory and slavery. They shamed the university for not taking a stand on what they called DeSantis' hateful rhetoric. Governor DeSantis has made alarming remarks about slavery. The elimination of African-American history, critical race theory, and glamorizing the institution of slavery itself. These statements are not only historically inaccurate, but also perpetrates a dangerous narrative that undermines the progress we have made as a nation in addressing our troubled past and working towards a more inclusive and equitable future. State Representative John Richard King, who we just heard from there, went on to say he continues to urge Winthrop University to denounce DeSantis' past remarks in order for the school to truly foster an inclusive environment. New Jersey governor and fellow presidential hopeful with the Republican Party, Chris Christie, will make a couple of stops in the Lowcountry this weekend. Tomorrow, Christie will be a special guest at the Tell It Like It Is Town Hall that starts at 6 p.m. at Tradesman Brewing Company in Charleston, with doors opening at 5 then on Sunday, he'll travel to Beaufort to speak at the Tabernacle Baptist Church worship service at 10 a.m. before making another stop at the Blackstones Cafe at noon. Former President Donald Trump is taking a hit in his efforts to dismiss the election fraud case he's facing. Trump claims he had presidential immunity from criminal liability while in office. But special counsel Jack Smith says such a protection does not exist. Smith says former presidents may face investigation indictment, trial, and punishment for conduct during their presidency. Trump's lawyers are also arguing he's immune to the charges since the U.S. Senate acquitted him during his impeachment process. Looking for help putting food on the table this week? We got you covered. Today, the redeemed Christian Church of God in Somerville is hosting a drive through food distribution. The event is in partnership with the National Action Network of South Carolina, and it'll run from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. That address is there on your screen. Organizers encourage you to come by and pick up whatever food you may need. Park Circle Cares is also hosting a food distribution. It'll take place tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. at North Charleston High School in the West parking lot. You're asked to use the Hyde Avenue entrance. Organizers encourage you to bring carts, bags, or boxes to carry all that food that you get. 
You'll all, th there will also be either ground beef or chicken for the first 65 families. The Charleston County Sheriff's Office is launching an expungement clinic that help, could help you get back on your feet. St. John's Chapel in Charleston is donating to the Sheriff's Office to help fund the clinic. Sheriff Kristen Graziano says that it's an exciting program because it can help get people rebounding from criminal convictions. Having a record can restrict what you can do in life, and sometimes it can make it harder to get a job. Not every crime is eligible for expungement, though. On your screens are the eight categories that the sheriff's office says can be expunged. Dismissed or not guilty verdicts, dismissed charges after pretrial intervention, first offense conviction for fraudulent checks, and that list does go on. At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1977, a plane crash claimed the lives of three members of a well-known band. That band was Leonard Skinnerd. Lead singer Ronnie Van Zant, guitarist Steve Gaines, and backup singer Cassie Gaines died in the crash along with three others. That'll do it for morning, y'all, on this Friday. I hope you have a great weekend. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.